The gospel for today is from Paul's letter to the Galatians, chapter 5, beginning at verse 1. For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. For you were called to freedom, brothers and sisters. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for self-indulgence, but through love become slaves to one another. For the whole law is summed up in a single commandment. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. If, however, you bite and devour one another, take care that you are not consumed by one another. Live by the Spirit, I say, and do not gratify the desires of the flesh. For what the flesh desires is opposed to the Spirit, and what the Spirit desires is opposed to the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to prevent you from doing what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not subject to the law. Now the works of the flesh are obvious. Fornication, impurity, licentiousness, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, anger, quarrels, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these. I am warning you, as I warned you before, those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. By contrast, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against such things. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also be guided by the Spirit. Listen to what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Please be seated. <clears throat> Grace to all of you and peace from God, our Creator, and from our Lord, and from our Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Great and glorious God, we praise you for this time of worship, for this opportunity to gather around your Spirit, your presence, to open our hearts to your word proclaimed, to reach out our hand to receive the meal of bread and wine, and then to go back into the world, inspired and refreshed, to accomplish your purposes as the body of Christ in the world. We are in the world today, your hands and your voice. In your holy and most blessed name we pray. Amen. The Bible reading that we heard just a moment ago is, of course, from Paul's letter to the Galatians. Paul's letter to the Galatians is a confrontation to the people who live in what is now central Turkey. It was a province of the Roman Empire. Paul had lived there for a number of years. And the very first line that I read to you summarizes Paul's message. He said, For freedom, Christ has set us free. Well, yeah, that seems pretty obvious, right? I mean, it's almost like it's redundant. For freedom... Christ has set us free. Yeah, it's succinct. It's a bit poetic, but it's pretty obvious. Unless you know the baggage that goes with that sentence. You see, Paul was confronting the Galatians about their understanding of what freedom meant. He had lived with them for a number of years, and he had taught them about Jesus Christ. He had proclaimed the message of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ loves you without condition. Jesus Christ has redeemed you. Jesus Christ 
has set you free. Jesus Christ has made you no longer subject to the law. And people heard that, no longer subject to the law. Great. (laughs) We can do what we want and still be right with God. Let's go wild. Well, he didn't say that probably, but let's just do what we want. Paul writes a letter back to them, says, no, 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 that is not what it means. That is not what freedom means. You think freedom means license. Christ has set you free, not for license, but for freedom. Don't you know what freedom is? And for Paul, freedom meant that we could live into our greatest destiny. Can you imagine yourself having the freedom to live into your personal destiny without the restrictions that have maybe held you down? For Paul, freedom meant living to our highest ideals, no longer shackled to our lowest nature. Think about that one for a while. Living to our highest ideals, no longer shackled to our lower nature. For the Apostle Paul, freedom meant the blossoming of the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, etc. That we could live into that and become those people. That's what freedom meant. Freedom does not mean license. Well, that whole conflict that Paul had with the Galatians is a thread uh, moving through history in many places and many parts of the Christian church, right down to the 1500s and Martin Luther. The same argument was discussed and struggled with during Martin Luther's time. You've maybe heard of Martin Luther. He's the one who started the Lutheran church. And he preached a message that basically is summarized by, we are justified by grace through faith. We are put right with God through God's free gift. And basically, Luther said the same thing as Paul, that you are completely free. You are no, no longer subject to the law. You are free. And people heard that the same way the Galatians heard it. Oh, we're free. We can do what we want. We do not have to do the good works that all those Catholics are doing. They have to do all these good works to get right with God. We don't have to do them anymore. And Luther said the same thing as Paul. No, 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 that's not what I meant. I said you're free. Don't you know what it means to be free? It means to live into your true destiny. To be free means responsibility because we were built that way. Freedom does not mean license. Well, that difficulty in understanding what freedom means, as I said, has been a thread woven through history, and not just through the Christian church, but woven into our secular world as well, and woven right into our Declaration of Independence. There is a connection between our Declaration of Independence, Martin Luther, the Apostle Paul and this struggle of what is freedom Thomas Jefferson was not a Christian he definitely was not Lutheran 
don't know if you even knew what a Lutheran was. But he was influenced by this same controversy of Paul and Luther. He wrote it into our Declaration of Independence, which we celebrate on July 4th, this week, the birthday of our country. He wrote iconic words in the Declaration of Independence. Many of you have them memorized. We hold these truths to be... Yeah. That all men, that is, all people are created equal. That they're endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. The word unalienable, by the way, is the word that means cannot be taken away. Rights that no government can take away from you. Those are inalienable rights. Life, liberty, or freedom, and the pursuit of happiness. Proclaim that message. Declaration of our independence. We are free. And too often, people interpreted that the same way the Galatians did. We are free from restrictions. We are free from government. We are free to do what we want when we want. Free from rather than free for. You see, Thomas Jefferson would have agreed with Luther and Paul that freedom meant we're free for something, not free from something. We are free for the opportunity to live into our highest ideals, Jefferson would say, to become the people we're made to be. And not just that, to become the country we're intended to be. To be a responsible citizen, to be free, have the freedom to pursue happiness, is to be a responsible citizen. We often take that to mean self-indulgence. We're free to pursue our self-indulgence. It wasn't long ago that I learned the meaning of the word happiness as used in the Declaration of Independence. And it was profound when I learned this. And it changed how I understood the Declaration of Independence and forever how I understand the word happiness. In the 18th century, the word happiness was more of a philosophical word that was used in a specific way. We use the word happiness today, and it basically means for us, well, happiness is my own feeling. Happiness is a feeling. It's an emotion. It almost becomes happiness is the pursuit of pleasure. That happiness is self-indulgence. That's not the meaning of the word in the 18th century or in the Declaration of Independence or with the Apostle Paul or with Luther. Happiness in the 18th century had to do with well-being, the pursuit of well-being, the pursuit of wholeness. Some of you have heard the word self-actualization. Yeah? Amen? Yeah, okay, yeah, I've heard the word. Thomas Jefferson never heard that word. But in a sense, that's what happiness refers to as well. It is becoming who you were meant to be. But what Jefferson really adds to it, and which is total agreement with Luther and Paul, is that happiness is not just for yourself. It's for the wider society as well. That the pursuit of happiness is the pursuit of opportunity to be a responsible citizen, building a new society. 
So that changed my whole understanding of the Declaration of Independence. It affected how I understood Luther and Paul. The pursuit of happiness. I had always thought was the pursuit of my happiness. My indulgence. But it's bigger than that. It includes responsibility. It includes being and having a pursuit of happiness for the population. Freedom means becoming the people God made us to be as individuals, but it also means becoming the society, the community, the country, the world that God intends. The pursuit of happiness. Just imagine if we took that seriously, that we hear the words of the Apostle Paul and we're challenged to blossom into the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and we always think that has to do with me personally. But what if we expand it as Luther, Paul, and the founding fathers intended, that it means also the well-being of the society? What would our country look like if we blossomed into that fruit of the Spirit? Wouldn't it be wonderful if people around the world looked at the United States and said, oh, there's that community characterized by these words. And you try to imagine this for a second. United States characterized by these words. Love. Joy. Peace. Patience. Kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness maybe most important of all self control <coughs> I don't think that's how the world sees us that is what Jefferson calls us to and Jefferson was maybe he didn't know it but he was heavily influenced by Luther and Paul and by Jesus Christ. Amen. Most holy and most blessed God, for freedom, you have set us free. Help us to embrace freedom, O oh Lord, to live into our destiny, to become the people you made us to be, and to become the society you call us to be, the kingdom of God, the community of Christ. In your holy and blessed name we pray. Amen. Page 10, please stand.